welcome to Beyond the Hashtag, a podcast dedicated to talking all things social media for social good and how we can use social media to drive change in society and create value for our audiences. We're talking to incredible business owners and marketeers about how they use social media and they'll be giving us their top tips on how to create engaged audiences and awesome content. Make sure to follow us across all social media. We're at NLY Social on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it, we're there. Give us a follow. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. Happy Monday. And I also want to say hi to Dave, my guest who was sat in front of me here virtually, of course. Hello, Dave. Hello, Natalie. How are you doing? I'm really, really well, thank you. How are you in general in terms of business and life? Busy. But good, yeah. busy. Good, busy. Business is going well. Um, family of three, so that's always busy. Right? <laughs> so just, you know, re- yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a really, really good start to the year, actually. So, um, so yeah, when I stop to think about it, when I get a chance to breathe, yeah, really well, thank you. Amazing. And thank you so much for finding the time in your busy schedule to come on to our podcast, Beyond the Hashtag, um, and talk to us about the power of social media. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure, pleasure. Um, obviously, we've met um, on a few occasions now, and I think it's safe to say we're kind of a couple of those people that just kind of clicked. Um, very similar in personalities and and kind of auras and stuff and focus. So, um, yeah, it feels like we've known each other for a long time, but in reality, it's not long at all. <laughs> no, and fair, and not even that much time physically spent talking to each other either. Uh, sorry, yeah. each other either. But I completely get what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Dave, do you want to introduce yourself and your business to the audience? Let them know um, what your business name is, because I absolutely love it, and what you stand for, because actually that's kind of the reason why I invited you onto the podcast. Okay, okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Dave Plunkett. I am, as I mentioned, a dad of three from southwest of England, lover of football and music and just having fun and enjoying life. And a big part of that is loving what I do. And I run a brand called Collaboration Junkie. And at Collaboration Junkie, we stand for the power of partnerships. Um, specifically, really around, I do a lot of work around lead generation partnerships. Um, my big soapbox subject is that word of mouth is the oldest form of marketing, long before social media, long <laughs> before the written word, long before everything. You had word of mouth. And yet, and for most businesses, it's the bit of their it's, it's where they still get most of their leads from, but it's probably the area that they spend the least amount of time and strategy around developing. And so at Collaboration Junkie, we give people the skills and the strategy to form awesome referral partnerships. Love it. And um, how social media fits into that. Actually, if, if you get it right, if you have the right relationship and thought process around social media, the two go so very well hand in hand. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I'm, talk, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not someone who's you should do partnerships and not do other marketing because it's a marketing mix, right? It's all about it's about getting everything in, in, in play and social proof is huge in partnerships, absolutely massive. And so, um, yeah, vitally important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, OK, so skipping backwards a little bit in terms of your business, it's um, trying times for lots of small businesses in this current climate. But I always like to remain positive. So what is it that you enjoy most about running a business? What do I do? Uh, I meeting people, meeting people and hearing their stories. I I've got a background in business membership. I worked for the chamber. I then ran my own membership organisation. And so that 
just meeting other business owners, hearing their stories. And then the real kick I get is is connecting people while kind of the work I do with people is on their strategy. I still do connect people because it's just in my nature and I get a real buzz about being able to join the dots and 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 put good people together. So um, and then hopefully I like to think that that spreads that that spreads outwards and other people are then more likely to do the same thing. So, yeah, yeah meeting other business owners. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Does that does it also but does that also get exhausting? Because like I was when I first started out, I was a prolific networker. I mean, I would be at home on Twitter hours every evening where possible. I'd be out during the day most days, fitting in a networking slot. I would be completely like immersed in that. Um, yeah, meeting people, getting to know people. It's one of the things that has slipped off my A game a little bit as the company has grown, which I'm, we've had a conversation about this, like definitely need to revisit, but like doing, sustaining that for like four years solid, I was absolutely exhausted. And do you not find that your brain is like going ping, 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 ping all the time? Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, I don't do that much networking. I think people think I probably do a lot. I mean, I used to when I worked for the chamber and when I ran my own organisation and nothing puts you off networking like running three events of your own a week up and down the yeah. UK. And I pulled right away after that and then wondered why I got miserable running a business because I became really insular but no I don't do that I'm pretty selective about where I do my networking in terms of traditional events I think I'm just it's more whenever I have a meeting with someone then there's always a connection I always think well I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I introduce them to someone after this there must be at least one person so I think I I network within my network quite well I don't yeah I don't do that much I don't do that much kind of because outside networking, because you're right, it gets exhausting and a little bit too much. And you have to, you have to, much like social media, it's very easy to do lots and lots and lots of it and convince yourself that you're doing the right things. But you actually have to stop and go, is this right for my business? Is this generating what I need it to generate? Yeah, so it's actually more about being more intentful, isn't it? And as you you were saying that, I was thinking... Yeah, you're right, actually. You might only know 30 people. You might only meet 10 people a month. But actually, if you're meeting the right people and connecting in the right way, that's actually much, much more beneficial, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm lucky enough now that I still don't do much networking. I suppose I probably speak at maybe two or three events a month, yeah. um, which I suppose in my mind I don't class as networking. But of course it is because actually, I'm, yeah. the guest, I'm the guest speaker there. So Yeah, yeah. that's a great like, speaking for us is such a great lead gen tool um okay so what do you enjoy the least okay so this this <laughs> one was trickier right because it's all relative so yeah. it's all it's all relative and there are stressful bits about being a small business owner growing um and even growing pains they're still pains in their own right um and I settled on FOMO so yes. opportunism is a is a a subject I'm passionate about and it's a blessing and a curse to be able to spot opportunities because for me, I'm constantly spotting them, like for my own business as well. It could go this direction, that direction, this direction. And and that kind of having to, yeah, the, 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 that, that feeling of, oh, I've just got to be able to do, just stick to this lane. And I would love nothing more than be able to indulge all my wild ideas about where I want the business to go all at the same time and have other people do it. But you have to earn that, right? And I and yeah. I haven't. And so <laughs> on one hand, on one hand, it's the bit I enjoy the least. 
but in the last five or six months I've been more focused than I've ever been and I'm finding that really stimulating so it's it's yeah it's learning it's learning to live with it and knowing that actually it's 100 percent when I first, yeah, when I, before I joined um, an accelerator course, and oh my god, I must mention in that West Accelerator on every episode here. So I, I need, I really do need to start cashing in on that. Um, but I remember before I joined there, I felt well. The only way I could describe it was like I had so many ideas in my head that I just needed them to be quiet. I needed someone to say, "No, Natalie, that's crap," or "Yes, Natalie, that's a really good one. That's worth pursuing." But I would, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know what was worth mm-hmm. going for or not, and actually you're right you do have to decide a lane and stick to that lane um and then and focus and go all in on that and then once that's established then you can start branching out down different roads yeah and I've learned to I've learned to to say to myself that it's not no it's not now yes no but it's the not now pile and I've got somewhere where I store them and they and they sit there and yeah as long as you know it's been written down, you haven't forgotten about it. You're almost looking after yourself in that way, aren't you? You're telling yeah. you're telling your entrepreneurial self that don't worry, I got you. We we I've I've acknowledged yeah. it. It's just not not now. Yeah, and then if and and then, but on the subject of opportunism, if an unbelievable offer came in to go down that route, then then yeah, you're you're alive and you're alert to it. It's just not where you're focusing your proactive energies. You're doing your thing. So on. So that's yeah. it. So that that FOMO piece. It is yeah, it's necessary but not enjoyable. Fair enough, I love that. Um, so we're obviously on a social media podcast, um, and I know for me, social media plays a huge part in FOMO. I mean, LinkedIn, we're going to talk about obviously based on what you do, um, and LinkedIn, I feel for me is the place right now that has given me the most FOMO. Um, what part does social play for you in your business? So massive LinkedIn especially yeah. so I've dabbled in some of the others and just haven't had the time to dedicate to them properly but mm. I when I decided that I was launching the collaboration junkie brand just, yeah just over three years ago pre-covid um I was gonna I was gonna launch it slowly and let the other business just trickle along that I was running COVID put paid to that but I put it out on LinkedIn kind of I'm writing a book I'm doing this and it was my way of going if I put it out here, then then I'm doing it kind of thing. Yeah. And, but and it's only then that I started to use LinkedIn properly. But while I had a a personal brand within a local area from where I ran membership before, in terms of a broader one, I absolutely used LinkedIn to build my personal brand to do my marketing. I didn't really do much marketing anywhere else other than a bit of networking, as we've kind of discussed already. LinkedIn was really where I've done it. And it's where I continue to to continue to do to do stuff my yeah. my marketing channels are really LinkedIn and speaking outside of networking and referrals obviously but in terms of outward facing stuff it's it's speaking and LinkedIn so it's played a huge part um in the business to be fair yeah LinkedIn for me is, is that kind of key b2b pro- predominantly I guess if I want access directly to decision makers and I know those people are connecting with me um, it's really opened the doors to opportunity and to social proofing um, what what work we, what work I've done. So you mentioned about social proof. Um, like, how, do you want to explain to the audience in case anybody doesn't know what that means? Just let them know what what it is and how it works. 
Yeah, and I put it into I put it into the context of my business and the work that I do with people as well. And that's I talk about obviously if someone makes a referral to you, that's a super hot lead, right? They know you, they they trust you already because they've been referred in. But that doesn't mean they're just going to buy. They're still going to go and check you out. And that social proof is that whether it's your content, whether it's case studies, whether it's testimonials, whatever it may be, it's it's where someone can go and decide whether they like like you as a person and an individual and then also think that you're knowledgeable enough and like the quality of your product or service and I think there's those two there's I think they're the two main aspects to social proof and that's why that's why I like the fact that LinkedIn is a bit more personal than it used to be I mean I always used it I always use it in that way anyway because that's me people buy from people they know like and trust but people buy from people and so that social proof is about people going and checking you out first and I absolutely know LinkedIn has worked like that for me because I've had people that I've met very briefly through a referral and then by the time I've got on a call with them they're ready to buy from me yeah I know it wasn't my website because while I've redone it now it wasn't great it didn't it looks nice but didn't say what I did yeah the only way they could have been that ready to buy is if they'd gone on LinkedIn seen my articles seen my content etc etc so it's absolutely massive it's that long-term game, isn't it? I literally just had a message two weeks ago from on holiday from someone who I'd been connected with for quite a while. We don't really show up on each other's feeds. Um, and I did a workshop with the NHS and I posted the feedback from it or a picture of, of, of me doing it, delivering it. And um, I had a message within like two hours from this person saying, um, would really love it if you could send me a quote for some work. Yeah. And that's what's for me is like, that's so powerful, right? It's like, if you commit to it and you keep nurturing that relationship, you really don't know when that person is going to get in touch or convert or, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but you do have to commit to it. Um, yeah, all these people, all these people who build out connections and create massive circles on LinkedIn, then don't post, it's, um, you're losing out. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know people can get stuck with what to post, but you mentioned it there. You do a workshop, you take a picture, you post it. And I do that all the time. And it's just easy content. Like there is a little yeah. bit, me and you are quite extroverts, so we have no issue in going, oh, yeah, great. Photo, bam, let's get that up there. Yeah. I appreciate not everyone is that comfortable, but get comfortable. Like yeah. it's content, it's easy content that not only is an easy post for you to do, but it, it's like you just said, it's reminded someone. People might think, oh, there's no value in that. Well, there is for that person that needs the memory jog that that's the thing that you do. So, so. yeah, I hear, that, I hear that all the time. I'll never be interested in that. It's like you, I, I understand why you think that, but trust me, somebody will find that interesting. Yeah. So anything, and I always think like social media is about documenting your life or documenting your career, your business journey, your deliverables, you know, your your story. Um, And if you think about like that, less like a sales channel, then you will start to see opportunity for content wherever you look and however you are every day. Yeah, people ask me about how I get my speaking gigs. And it's a I need to be more intentional about it this year and maybe get an agent and all that sort of stuff. But right now, um, A, I'm quite good when I do speak. So that's first and foremost. You need to be good at what you do. 
but I say in advance that I've got a speaking gig on and then afterwards I say that I've had the speaking gig and how it went and people say nice things on the post and everything else that's literally it that's all I do and so people come to me and it's yeah easy content but it works it's just absolutely yeah. easy content and 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 also the key thing to remember is like if you know social media gives us an opportunity to make hundreds of people aware of something that's happening so one of the mm-hmm. the team today said to me oh we've had some really great feedback on our LinkedIn newsletter and I was like oh wow that's really cool I was like send, send a screenshot and we can use that on outwardly on social so it's generating that content for us but mm-hmm. if we don't share that with people in our network then nobody else is going to know that that's going on yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah um so on that note you've touched upon the speaking um side of content is there any and kind of um delivering proof about what you do is there any other content that that works the best for you so i do a pretty broad mix of content um i do articles i do long form posts i do short posts i do regular videos um i start um and the videos cover a range of stuff the key so it all works for me I think because it's it becomes as a a package but the number one thing for me is it's post of personality so I do do some out and out personal posts right and of course they're the ones that get the most likes and all that sort of stuff we all know that on LinkedIn right um I will if I if it's a personal post I'll be blatant about it I don't I don't I I you Everything I do is done with honesty, right? You can see when people do those posts that they then try and morph into a business post and you go, Yeah. Really? Like sometimes yeah. I do see a genuine life work analogy and I'll do yeah. it. And you can see when other people have done that, but you can really see through it when people are just trying to to shoehorn. But everything yeah. I do is done with personality. Um nice. whether it's a personal post or a business post, it's done with my personality. And I think people respond to that because it's real and honest um and so and so that's that's my key thing is that is that I do everything with that in mind but I do such a mix of content and and yeah I'm sure you you would probably suggest that I should track it more and see but because it is about social proof I'm not looking for direct leads from things um yeah I do I do a broad mix it's more of a an awareness kind of long-term game strategy for you and it's all about increasing that reach which in which case you do need to create that the variety um Mm. and make sure the personality is in there and it's you know it's it seems quite basic maybe but for so many people they don't realize there's there is no difference so to speak between a business and an individual sharing on social media yes you need to be uh, mindful of causing offense if that's your brand and you need to be professional if that's your brand um but actually humanity sells doesn't it like relatability and human connection has always been what's worked on social media it works offline it's always worked offline so the social is, is no different for that yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing about judging what content does and doesn't work as well is unless you're looking directly for leads, well, what are you judging your metrics on? Because a post, as I said, the personal post, out and out personal post, pictures of the kid or the dogs or whatever, might might score loads of likes and comments, things like that. But actually, if that article you wrote, it's the people that the people that engage with your posts on LinkedIn are very, very the people that buy from you. It's the lurkers, right? I yeah. Love a I love a lurker. <laughs> oh, been watching your, been looking at your stuff for ages, and I'm like, have you? I have no idea who you are. 
but they they probably responded to that really good long form post that got like six likes and no impressions or whatever. And yeah. so it's it's a really hard one to put a to put a, a, a number a number against sometimes. I think so. Yeah. No, I love it. And um, okay. Well, then, in which case, my question is: you are posting all this different content, this variety of forms and length, etc. How are you planning? I'm prepping it all or are you an on, are you an on the fly guy yeah very much and I, but I, I don't want to be an on the fly guy I want to be more planned out and more but I just I and I, I start off with good intentions and I don't quite get there so I am quite on the fly that works for me because typically I can go bam and if I miss a day I try and do something most days but I, yeah. I'm not going to get around to doing something today I wouldn't have thought but I might uh, I might just comment about the fact that I've been on this podcast. I'm looking forward to it coming out. In fact, I will. That's nice to meet. Yes, there we go. Done. You've got a piece of yeah, content. But I won't. I won't. So that. So that's it. I've got enough. The thing is, I've got enough stuff going on with events that I'm going to be speaking at or not to be able to always do that. I've got enough yeah. content in my mind, so I can do stuff on the fly quite well. Where I have got much better is doing bulk content. So okay. I am repurposing. So I did an article on ten nine nine reasons not to partner so it was a bit more contrary it was a bit just calling out some of the ridiculous things i hear from people um and that's going on at the moment actually and so but then i also do a partnership tip video every every week and so what i what i've done this time is the first five of those reasons i've done a video for each of those five reasons but i recorded all five at once when i was nice. in the flow of it and so they've all been edited up. I think, I think this week will be the last one. So I'll record. I will record the last four this week, all in one, all in one go. So that at least I know. Right, that's it. I've got at least got those lined up, and that's a post a week. So that's where I have got a little bit better is theming my content, doing it in bulk where I doing it in bulk where I can, and making sure that if I have got an article or something that I get the most from it. I think I probably need to be a better, a little bit better about reposting evergreen content as well. I could, I could, I could be a little bit sharper on that. I think so. Yeah, I like the um, the kind of lesson learnt there about um, bulk, bulk, bulk planning. So actually getting a whole host. Because actually, no, do you employ other people, Dave? Sorry to. to yeah. So the good thing is, is, I'm I record all the videos and then I send them off to Megan, who's my team member, and she. Yeah um she thumbnails them edits them up makes them look all kind of cool and nice so. perfect and it works i was gonna say it works in that regard so you've got you know we have this camera in our pockets in the mobile phone the whole time so actually when i get 10 minutes or actually before i went on a holiday i knew i had to produce a video for the team for careers week and i was like right just pass me your phone i'll go quickly into the room next door and i'll blast it out you know off the cuff they, you've got the video you can now edit it and play with it as you need to um, but even if you didn't have team members, actually, if you made five videos on your phone, you've got them there and then so that you can set yourself a reminder to be like, right on the bus, uh, on the train. Yeah, get that video posted or, you know, do it at 5 p.m. or 8 p.m. Um, you've got it already saved. Yeah. And especially for people where they're a bit nervous about doing video. Right. So yeah. I started doing video. When I started doing video, I started doing rants of the week. And it was just my way of getting over a video hump. It was like if I just do something instead of doing something that's slick, if I just do something personal to camera, that's that kind of style, I'll get over it. And in the end, they they were really popular um, and all around kind of personal branding. Right. But um, 
and you can do those quickly. But for some people, I know they, they really struggle with this. And I was chatting to someone the other day and she was like, I'm committed to doing videos. I said, well, don't do one video, do five. Because for you, if the biggest thing for you is getting, building up the courage to record a video. Well, once you've done one, yeah, you've, you've, you've already built up your courage to so record another three or four rather than having to spend a 20 minute build up every time you do one every- video kind of thing. I love that. That's such a good, such a good lesson, such a good tip as well. Um, what else have you learned then over the last few years in terms of your social media journey and how it relates to the work that you do um, that you can kind of spin up into some tips for people? Um, so this is a fairly recent-ish one for me. Um, and that's around being clear about what you do and who your target market is. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you can't give value to everyone, but being clear about who your target market is. So I built up a great personal brand over a couple of years, but I probably wasn't attracting, well, not probably, I definitely wasn't attracting enough of the right people to work with. And that's only because I didn't know who, where that, where that was myself. I was trying to be too many things to too many people. And so it's fine to do content for all. So I run a I run a monthly event now, same content every time. And so anyone can come along to that. That's great. But I need to make sure that the actual who it's really aimed at and who I'm really looking to engage with is is my market. And that's who it is. And being clear around what your actual offerings are. So I would talk broadly about collaboration and lead gen and all that stuff, but not with enough specificity around what I do and yeah. and it is a marketing channel rather than sales but if no one knows what you do well then you, yeah. you're not going to get the results from it so I think having that and this is obviously broader than social media right I wasn't being targeted enough on social media because I wasn't targeted enough in my business as a whole okay mm. so so it's a it's a but it's a broader issue than that but I think there is that being clear around who you want to speak to about who you're who, who your message is really is really aimed at and, and make sure you keep that keep that in mind. Yeah, it's really tough, isn't it? Because two things, you think that everybody knows what you do uh, and you think that because you said it once, two months ago, everybody will know and remember, but they don't. And actually, that's a really good reminder for me, by the way, um, because I'm like, yeah, we've got all these thousands of people on our socials. Like, probably people don't remember what we do and things have changed since the last time. So you do need to keep telling your why and what you do. Yeah. Um, and you're right. It is part of a mix. It's not. It's not. It's not the be all and end all, is it? It's. It is a. a it's not a one size fits all. Um, and you do have to include those other elements of marketing in, like the face to face referrals. What do you love most about the partnership and referral side of business growth? What I love most about that is that. I'm sure you've heard of the I'm sure you've heard of the, the thing, you know, where they talk about no one buys a drill they're yeah. buying a hole in the wall and they're not even buying the hole in the wall. They're not even buying the shelf they hang. They're, they're buying the kind of feeling of contentment when they look up at the picture on the wall. They're buying the brownie points that they get from their partner for doing it or whatever it may be. But that whole looking at that thing in an, as an end to end process, if if partnerships, I kind of think my mission is that if people could get their partnerships right, then all you're doing is every step of the way, easing a customer's journey from right at conception all the way through to the end result that they really, really want. 
And by doing it through partnerships and referrals, the difference between because partnerships and referrals aren't just based on someone's skill set. You're referring the right person to the right to the right other person or to the right yeah. other business. And I, I, I love the idea that actually if, if you created this perfect chain all the way along, then essentially what you're doing is you're just delivering an enhanced experience for whoever wants that end to end service. But you're doing it in a way that creates abundance. There's no, you're not, not, you're not having to go out and search for those leads. You're doing, it's done in the most efficient manner. And when things are working really well, you can use that abundance to do better things for the world, your business, whatever it may be. So it's just the most enjoyable way to work. It's, we're, we're connected people by our very nature. That's the yeah. good bits of social. Like, there's lots wrong with social, but the good bits of social is when it helps us to do what we all want to do, which is connect. And at its core, that's what partnerships and referral are about. It's the most natural way to work, but it's just not society and everything. It's just not always positioned that that's, it's not set up to think that that's what we should be doing in general. No, but- yeah, they think it's set up in that way and and but actually collaborative working is the way is, is the right way yeah i agree i agree um so i just said you touched upon that's what's right with social media what <laughs> is wrong with social media so i think um so there's 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 two aspects here i think there's the there's the pressure side yeah. And I think that gets called out a lot more these days, particularly on link on things like li- LinkedIn. You see as many posts about people going, like, come on, let's be a bit more real than, yeah. than oh, I did this in 100K and the hustle culture and all that sort of stuff. But there is pressure. If you're putting yourself out there, there is pressure to 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 live up to those. And while I can, I've got relatively thick skin, but I still kind of feel that. And I know for other people, they, they feel it more. And then when you're looking on in personal life, like I've got a, almost nine-year-old daughter and things like that and two and two younger sons you kind of go you don't like where that that potentially heads and the other the, the, the on that side of it that kind of that that pressure to that, that pressure to comply and comparing yourself to others I don't like the dopamine hit that it gives and all that they design these platforms specifically to generate that dopamine hit that the, the, the platforms are designed to be addictive and yeah that, that's not great have you said is it the social what's the what's the one with all the good people from google and, and, and facebook where they're basically none of their kids are allowed ipads or so no or like, yeah. all the people that design it like go no stay away stay it. away yeah. yeah and so that that aspect of it being designed to control us is isn't isn't you've got to be really strict to have a healthy relationship with it right yeah. and as human beings typically we're not that strict with ourselves so yeah. um it's but it, it's got this wonderful ability to connect and stay in touch with people that i normally wouldn't stay in touch with and all that great stuff you've just got to be really 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 self-aware and so that's why yeah. i'm not on most platforms personally these days i'm probably still only on facebook because i've got a couple of groups that i'm a part of and messenger but I would just find myself being distracted too often, doom scrolling at the end of the night when I should be going to sleep. And so I just don't do it as much as I as much as I used to. And I even have to catch myself on LinkedIn. It's really easy on LinkedIn to just I know. aimlessly scroll the feed. So it's about being intentional, I suppose, isn't it? So, yeah, I like it. 
great tip to finish off with Dave be intentional we've both see the benefits and even for me as somebody that's in the social media space like I will totally stand behind the health and well-being side um to social media so yeah always do it with intent mm, yeah absolutely. um thank you so much for being on the podcast our time is up but before we finish um it's time for my favorite part of the show which is the epic social media <laughs> fail Dave what you got for us today so um so this was the oh what was it I can't remember the brand because Nivea your, Nivea, Nivea yes with the <laughs> white is purity campaign <gasps> now let me just quick very quickly say where I stand right so I yeah. stand on the I very much stand in the People will get offended by anything these days. Okay. And and so, and while obviously there is a lot of rubbish that still goes on in the world, too much abuse, too much racism, too much all of that, equally, the PC gone mad bit, comedians getting cancelled and all that. And I, so I very much come from a balanced, reasonable point of view. <laughs> but white privilege is a thing, right? Yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 42-year-old white man from the west from the western civilization i've hit the jackpot in terms of life tickets that it's a thing so the fact that i just like what really baffles me is how many people stages of approval that must have gone through and still they thought that's all right yeah the 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 conspiracist in me goes but surely they knew that. So did they make a conscious decision of, we know our demographic, there's going to be a chunk of people that don't care, a chunk of people who are clearly racist, who actually like it, and the rest of them will just do an apology, right? And, yeah. and it'll all be, like, I just, and imagine that that briefing, yeah, we'd like a, a, a we'd like some racist undertones to our, to yeah. our, to our, to our <laughs> I, it just, see what you it can blows do. <laughs> my, it blows my mind that that even made it that far because it's, yeah. Right then. Right. yeah we will add the link to this post um to the notes to the show notes so you can see it but yeah basically picture of a female with her back to us she's wearing a white robe she's got dark hair um it was promoting their uh transparent deodorant they called it um and yeah the tagline was white is purity just insane. I mean, just, yeah, let that sink in. I mean, on so many levels, as Dave was saying, how did that get through the uh, through the levels of sign-off that you would need in a corporate comms team for a brand that big? And who wouldn't have seen that and gone, I don't think that's right, actually. If they didn't, then they've got a serious issue with diversity within their team. They really so, do, don't they? Like... I know we need to be sending some over. Anyway, the ad was criticised for racism. I don't actually know if it got taken down, but I'm assuming it did. Um, you would have thought so. And I'd probably say an apology um, sent out about it. But yeah, guys, we've had loads of fails like this on the on the show. Um, sense check stuff. Sense check stuff. <laughs> oh, Dave. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for your time and for being on Beyond the Hashtag. Stay well and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond the Hashtag. Make sure you tune in to our next episode and hit the subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our amazing guests. 
And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're at NLY Social. See you soon.